We're here now. <laughs> this is here and now. We are ready. Check one, two. <laughs> oh, yes. Welcome back to the Spiritual Spectrum Podcast. This I'm Elena. Oh my gosh. We said it at the same time. We're <laughs> on it. <laughs> okay. So, At least we um, did an intro yeah. this time. I know. We forgot last time and I spliced it from other episodes. So if you didn't catch it's it last time, you can go back you... and listen. Yeah, you didn't know, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cool. Okay, so today we're talking about star seeds. Star seeds. What are they? Are you a star seed? Yeah. You'll find out. On this episode. This was a, a very large topic with lots of um, lots of bullet points. Very many different things you can cover. Mm-hmm. And there's like a like a mm-hmm. historical kind of like background of like when and where. And then there's also like a spiritual side of like how and why. So I'll let you mm, start that yes, out. Yes. I'm I'm so curious because you read a book. Two right? books. Did you read Two that whole books? book? Oh my yeah, god. I'm a total uh, I'm an audio person and I have a dog that I walk a lot. So uh Oh, that's that's easy. Yeah, so I listen. I if it's not available as an audiobook, I have an app called Speechify that like scans Of course you do. Yeah, and then in it like will read the book for me. So I can just devour a book in like a few walks with the dog. So um that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't read it any books and listen to any books I am going pure internet on this one yeah and that was an interesting uh, place too I tried to look at the internet and that was like why I went for some some books because I just felt really confused about what I was looking at so I'm interested to know what you came up with oh uh, yes okay so my sources today are Gaia.com uh, an article on there called Am I a starseed? Um, a website called Alicia Wicker or AliciaWicker.com, a blog on there about starseeds. And then I also wanted to reference Urban Dictionary Ooh. definitions because <laughs> I think there's a lot of emotions that people have behind the concept of starseeds yeah. and um, obviously a lot of judgment and... <laughs> And I just think that Urban Dictionary has got a lot of color. Yeah. So it's a fun place to start. I love it. Um, so we'll start with what is a starseed? Or maybe actually, um, have you like in- heard of them or thought about them or encountered like the idea of starseeds before I was like, what if we do this topic? I had heard the word along with words like lightworker and... Um, yes star child and like other terms that kind of go along with it and um kind of knew like about pleiadians because of um there is a woman who has like a big giant youtube thing about pleiadians um yep my old manager sent that to me yeah i I don't know why her name is blanking out of my brain because i was literally just looking at it but um i'll i'll find it and um the uh what was the other thing i knew was um Oh, oh, just uh, I, I had learned and heard about it from a lot of different places, but I had never really like gone into it and uh, going mm. into it. 
was kind of difficult because it's like, again, there's so many <laughs> avenues in that you're kind of like, what yeah. am I even looking at? So yeah, it was, it and was, what's um, real. Yeah. So, so what's I had heard of it, but I, I hadn't ever, it wasn't like delivered to me neatly in a package like astrology is, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So mm-hmm. I never really got yes. into it. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, yeah, I had like the more that I got into spiritual systems and practices and the more people kind of within that realm that I followed on Instagram, the more I would hear or read references to star seeds mm-hmm. or like I'm a Syrian or I'm a Lemurian or no wait is Lemurian Lemurian yeah I can't there's like I've heard Lemurian and Lemurian and I, I don't know if they're supposed to be the same thing well I have a whole list of types and we're gonna yeah. talk about them cool um so there's a lot um I'd heard of indigo children but I had no idea what that was I didn't know I thought that, that it was, was a star seed thing I remember indigo children from when like, we were kids and that like our generation yeah. was supposed to be indigo and we were and we like didn't know what it meant. We were just like, this is what we are. Like we didn't know about like chakras Dude, or anything like that. I thought they were like I thought that indigo children were like some kind of refugees. Like I didn't know it was a spiritual thing. I had Oh funny. No I knew idea. that it was like you are the bringers of like blah blah blah. And then I, I remember like I, I don't even know how I heard about it. I think maybe one of my friends was talking about it and she was like you know the indigo children and the crystal children and now there's the rainbow children yep which i yep, yep. that's new we're to gonna me. talk about them too yeah and mm-hmm. like but but i remember someone said oh our generation is the indigo and then there are the crystal children and you kind of have to like decide which one you are and then like everything i saw like made me an indigo and I was like, but I want to be a crystal one. Like, and I got all pissed off and I was like in the fifth grade. So I, I have no idea. But the- oh my gosh. That's so, yeah. I can't believe you knew about this shit so early. Yeah, I, I don't know. I did think not one of my friends knew about it. I, like, I have no idea, but it was like playground talk, like in elementary school. That's yeah, I, it's so weird. Yes. <laughs> That is so weird. Um, yeah, I feel like my mom doesn't have the language for star seeds, but has always said to me, like, I just think that aliens brought us here. Oh, and yeah. And so I'm like, she's fucking, this is like part of her psychic strangeness. But I'm like, do you just, do you just not have the language for star seeds, but like you actually are a star seed? Yeah. Like, totally. Maybe. Right. So let's get into it. I'm going to go through a handful of definitions of star seeds on Urban Dictionary. Um, the thing about, from that, I learned in this research is just that like you are whatever star seed you feel like and whatever the definition of a star seed is that resonates with you then that's what it is for you and what is truth anyways yeah and all um, of this stuff again it has like a spiritual aspect to it so it's like you know if yes. it brings you comfort if it if it brings you connection in life like great go for it you know Right. And if it feels like total bullshit, Fine. great. Yeah. Leave it behind. That's a hundred percent acceptable. Valid. <laughs> yes. You are valid. <laughs> Your feelings are valid. Yeah. Okay. So first definition of a star seed is a person who is spiritually aware, having a strong connection to the divine creator. Star seeds are said to be old souls sent back to earth to transform the world into the heaven on earth predicted after the end of times. Such persons may display spiritual gifts of clairvoyance, clairaudience, or clairsentience. The clairs I are back again. I love how this keeps coming back. <laughs> 
Uh, so cool that we did that as a yeah. second episode. It was like such a, like, a handbook, um, kind of like, but before we do every other episode know, ever, dude. by the way, let's learn about clairvoyance. <laughs> Go back to the second episode. Totally. Um, and then it says, being able to read minds, others' emotions, or see future events. Uh, okay, Clear. there you Clear go. Stuff. That's one definition. Yes. Now, here's another. A person who, while human in appearance, is actually a human ET hybrid who has a mission on Earth to help raise the vibration of the planet by raising human consciousness. There are there are star seeds with origins from many star systems, such as Sirius, Orion, Vega, etc. Most star seeds have psychic and or healing gifts. Mm. Uh, the next one. A person who believes that they are one of the following. A reincarnated extraterrestrial. A person who is descended from extraterrestrials. Or an extraterrestrial on Earth. Aliens, people. Aliens! That's what it <laughs> actually says in parentheses oh my here. Um, Starseeds claim to be here for many diverse reasons, ranging from to save the planet from the horrible polluting people to help human beings ascend and become fourth dimensional. Ooh. Uh, and do we know what the 4D see. is? Should we talk about that just real brief? <sighs> Look, you can go ahead and do it because I can't okay. speak to yeah, it. No, I, so the only thing I know is like from Interstellar, yeah. which is that even the movie where well, he goes oh, to the oh. fifth dimension or something. I don't, I don't, I have not seen that. <laughs> but, uh, so, and well, there's a really great like actual definition of like what the fourth dimension is if you watch Carl Sagan. <laughs> Um, like, okay. you know, scientific, like how geometry would work in the fourth dimension, like go listen to Carl Sagan. But then, um, in like sort of more metaphysical, like quantum dimensions, uh, we're talking about frequency and like raising your vibration to a higher frequency. So you reach a new dimension and the fourth oh. dimension is the dimension of unconditional love. Oh, yes. And nice. then the fifth dimension is oh. heaven on earth. Oh, yes. It's not like really trippy, like uh, like crazy digital no, no. Uh, <laughs> rainbow <laughs> insanity. Uh, you know, it'd be really cool well, if it was. That's well, how the movie arguably, arguably it. it is, but it's only from your own perception. Oh my <laughs> so it's like you're on LSD all the time. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh, man. Freaking righteous, dude. Let's all do it. 5D. Let's go. The fifth dimension is Molly as an environment. <laughs> oh my gosh, so there. Okay, here's the next definition for a star seed, which I think is so funny. It's a synonym for a wanker and a word used by wankers. And the way that they oh the way that they like use it in a sentence. Crystal says she's a star seed, but we know she's simply full of horse shit. <laughs> Like, I don't just talk about this stuff with people. <laughs> right. But I am making a podcast episode about it. So yes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's fun. Well, we're being, we're just having a conversation. Look, this is, this is we're, the we're intersection studying. of comedy and spiritualistic stuff. <laughs> and that's what we do here. Be real. Keep it yeah, real. Man. Yeah, man. And it's fine. It's fine. It's funny, though. It's funny when people it are is. this shitty it about funny. it. Because I also ended up, I don't know that I have it even like referenced in anything else that I am going to mention here, but I did end up reading something in, on some website that's like, 
oh, starseeds are people who think they're way better than us lowly humans and they're oh going to help God. us do whatever. And I'm like, you're like, this it. is, you have a lot of things that you should just investigate <laughs> how you feel because you don't need to yeah. feel this judged and bad about yourself. Just like really focusing on the other there. Yeah, buddy. yeah it's, uh, you know what, probably just so think funny. about talking to a therapist or something. Just dive into <laughs> your inner world, but whatever, live your life. Um, oh my god. Okay, let's see. Do I even want... Oh, how about this? A new age term for human beings who believe themselves to be direct genetic descendants or hybrids of extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings. Starseeds oh, usually man. have repeated psychic or physical contact with ETs. Often such persons feel a strong sense of intuition and or have experience with extrasensory perceptions, ESP. Mm. Some, however, struggle with mental illness in grappling their unique dispositions. Oh my gosh, here's the using That's a sentence. Intense. My cousin seems like a fruitcake, but she's a starseed. She talks to aliens. What the Lord have what mercy. What the fuck are these examples? I love oh, it. Oh, this is why I had to reference uh, Urban Dictionary. Okay. Um I mean that's that's where it gets a little um that's like pretty pretty 3D alien there. Yeah. Like, real, like actual like splicing genes with aliens like, oh boy, <clears throat> I don't know about that, but Yeah. So the article on Gaia was written by this guy Paul Wagner and I fucking love what he, like what he talks like what he says about this shit it's so good um okay so do I want to read that yeah okay we're just gonna get into it some shit from some articles mm. okay Earth is an evolving, stable, three-dimensional planet with an equal balance of physical and angelic experiences. Because of this, millions of starseeds may have chosen to live among us, hoping to serve or benefit from our style of vulnerability, Earth's karmic cycles of rebirth, and our planet's continual expansion. Uh, so maybe that's a little bit maybe why would they even want to be here and then next question how yeah. did humans source information on star seeds and this is the thing that you referenced um, mm. the ideas and concepts around star seeds come to us through channelers and seers who regularly connect with the Akashic is that how you say it? Akashic records. Akashic records. Yeah. These. Are I had a. There. I'll. I'll talk about. Sorry, I'm interrupting it's you. Okay. <laughs> <But> it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. There's a. There's a thing in one of the star seed books about, uh, that I that I'm gonna talk about that gets you in contact with the Akashic records. Mm. So it's. Um. I can talk a little bit. Yeah, about you that. definitely should, because I tried to look it mm. up and I was like, nope, can't, not going there. I don't yeah, know. Let's, it was overwhelming. I, I will talk a little bit about it. I'm not an expert. There is also a free book on Kindle <laughs> about the, Check it the Akashic Records. So it's if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's it's free. Mm. <laughs> well, this thing goes on to I'll say. I'll put it in the. I'll link it. I, everything is linked always. In the show notes. Always check the show notes. It's it's a treasure trove down there. Just <laughs> just yeah, scroll down. Just click some links. Um, okay, this thing goes on to say, these records comprise the energetic imprints of all intentions, thoughts, emotions, relationships, creations, and events ever to have occurred throughout every race, in all the realms, throughout all of space-time. Yeah. Well, well, much of this information... That's the ninth dimension, by the oh way. That is considered God. the ninth dimension. The Akashic Records? It's being able to... Yeah, it's being able to see all... Uh, like all the connections and all the timelines and all the histories of all dimensions. God damn it. 
So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like all of everything all connected. You know what it you sounds like everything. to me? That's the ninth dimension. It sounds like just the most expansive imagination. It's like, cause, because like yeah, you're having an idea. Yeah, the best intuition. Or that. I mean, because like, yes, it could be that. And I'm also like, so you can, you can, there is potentially that person who made that like four hour channeling thing about Pleiadians that was Barbara Marciniak straight by the way. up channeled it yeah and then and, oh yeah also, it's, it's a lot to listen to I've listened to a yeah. lot of it but not all of it because it's a it's a lot yeah. but I'll link it <laughs> yeah which is like again it's like whatever resonates with you as truth like live it and that's great and for me I don't think I would I have I was sent the link for that and I was like mm, nah I don't think I'm gonna listen to this um yeah, I'm sure it's interesting it's but it is but it's like it goes it talks about origins like how humans came to earth kind of thing so it's, it's interesting well we yeah. know it's definitely worth it was from uh, if, God. You, if you got a long dog walk you gotta put that shit a on. really long dog walk <laughs> like a four hour dog walk yep <laughs> or four days of one hour dog walk. oh my god <laughs> Um, okay, so this thing then says, while much of this information is relatively easy to channel and comprehend, there are several perspectives on how star seeds come to Earth and the many types of star seeds. What? Yeah, this is where I get a little bit like, I have no idea what I believe about that. Right, and it's <laughs> just like, whatever of- <laughs> you believe. Because that's the thing, like, if you believe yeah. that this is really channeled, then cool. And, and also, mm-hmm. how do you know it's not just, like, the most creative, imaginative thing that somebody that, came up with? And, like, some people say that it's, like, past life connected. Like, it's it's actually that you're reincarnating and that these are your, that you are these a star are your memories because you are an alien in a past life. Right. And then other people are like, no, you are a star. Everyone is a star seed internally, but it has to, like, awaken inside of you. Yep. So there's, like, so many different... Yeah, yep. anyway, I'll let you continue. Yeah. So so what is a starseed? So according to this article in Gaia, I'm pretty sure that's where this is from, it says, according to the channelers, starseeds are advanced spiritual beings from other planets and realms who possess spiritual and scientific knowledge that date back hundreds of thousands of years. It seems that while most starseeds are benevolent beings who seek to help all living beings throughout all of the realms and the universes... Some starseeds seek to control interplanetary resources for the benefit of their home planets. Most agree that starseeds are traveling souls from other planets who incarnated on Earth to inspire and heal human beings and to participate in the planet's evolution. It's also possible that these starseeds are physical descendants of aliens from other worlds who traveled to Earth to be our planet's light workers. And I just want to touch on that really quickly because as I've gone on my personal development turned spiritual journey that was very unexpected I have accepted <laughs> a lot of things that I would have you know three or four years ago straight up criticized and oh I feel that yes <laughs> and um and so and like so I think that's part of why it's so easy for me to see all like the ways to poke holes in all of this and the ways to make it such so, as to be like yeah fucking right but at the same time, like as I became aware that I wanted to become a life coach and started to pursue that, like in that space, 
on Instagram because I don't even want to say online. I'm not online in all these places. I'm basically on Instagram. You know, it's uh, talking a lot about like light workers and like we're here to raise the vibration of the planet and we're like we're ushering in the new paradigm and all these things. And I'm like, yes, like I feel that. I relate to that. Like that's what we're doing. We're helping people like recognize their own power and, um, you know, like it's basically like interesting because you know years ago before I got into any of this I was like I just want to make a ripple effect on my community that continues to ripple out and I don't want to have to be like this is a major thing that I'm taking on on a global scale but it's like I'm going to work with these things in my immediate community and vicinity and I'm going to create this ripple effect but like that's also what you do in life coaching because it's like you're helping people come back to who they are, remember their power, believe in themselves, trust yeah. themselves. And like as every individual person does that, like you are raising their vibration and then you're in it yes. inadvertently raising the vibration of the people around them who they communicate with yeah. and how they share that information and those beliefs. And so I'm like, yes, like this is the truth. <laughs> and it's also Woo. so funny to see it in this context. And and then I'm like, so am yeah. I a star seed? Because I'm doing well, and that. And let me also just be really like, I don't know, point blank or like blatant. And I don't know what the word would be. But let me just be like really upfront and say, like, when I first started looking at this, I rolled my eyes pretty hard because I was like, is this just another thing that I have to like learn all the different, like, you know, like it's like another like a tarot thing, another astrology thing, yes. like another, Go deep, bitch. you know, thing like, ah, oh, like I'm making more like types to memorize. Yeah. Memorize it. And so it's just like, yeah. And so I was totally like, this is just another way to like label people's personalities like you know like so many different things and it's like you know um I think in that very like 3d aspect it's totally valid if you like relate to the to the descriptions of the different star seeds like that can help you know yourself more closely so like yeah it's like I think that's great like even at the most basic level like you can find something that helps you that, know that yourself you resonate with but yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah but yeah I was definitely like oh my gosh like more of this I know I know <laughs> and that's why I was like that's why I asked you instead of being like let's do star seeds I'm like how do you feel about this because it is like a whole entire thing and I'm not trying to be an expert on it and it's so fucking goofy in a way and I also like yeah. definitely resonate with it in a way at the same time well yeah and then when you asked I was like oh, I've always wanted to learn about it so like let's fucking go yes, that's a good good excuse yes. yeah and then when I started getting into it I was like oh my god <laughs> right and and I thought I was gonna be a pretty big pessimist and then the more I got into it I was like nah yep I can get into yep. it like it's cool I like yes. it but yeah it was um it was it was a lot at first <laughs> yes a hundred percent um, one thing that I learned while I was listening to a spiritual podcast like a couple of years ago is that one way that you can um, like if you ever are hearing something or you're reading something and you just get like chills through your Piranha. whole body. Piranha. Cheese. It's a big oh, well, fat there physical. Go. Yeah. So I don't have those words for it. But it's like it's like that's like that's like what's resonating with you as truth. Like. Yeah. Oh, that hits, that lands. Like that's, that's your completely body's true. Intelligence. That's your thousand-year-old you healer go. saying, "Yes, yes, give it to me." Yes. <laughs> so, um, 
I love that we have different ways of saying that. Like, <laughs> you're like, chi, prana, and I'm like. Donna Eden, energy medicine. Oh, there you amazing. go. Really um, and I'm just like, it's just the truth. It's how you know it's true. So as you're listening to this uh, crazy, goofy bullshit that you might fucking be getting chills about the whole time, just notice <laughs> that. And don't yeah. be like, oh, it must good, be, good there must point. be a draft. I love that you bring that up. So also there's like a whole theme about like star seeds in the age of Aquarius. Did you get into that? <laughs> oh, maybe. Apparently uh, like the age of the Aquarius is like 5D uh, consciousness. But it's, it's like the there's so right? many it's so like convoluted and so many arguments around like when it if it occurs, when it occurs, if it already occurred, if it's going to occur. People think we're in it right now. People think it's like a thousand years off. Like it's so all over the map. But they're There's like so yeah. Yeah. So many interesting yeah. things to say about that. But then they're like, you know, this is this is the age of Aquarius and like it's like where everything gets ripped away so that new systems of 5D can come in. So it's like Well, you, notice you know. how oh god oh I don't even know enough about these things but like (laughs) according to like basically all of the spiritual people with all their different um perspectives on spirituality and whatever awareness and ascension and all that shit um we are in the age of Aquarius Mm. and that's what like it's like 2020 was a major catalyst of like everything that we know and yeah. all of like the current paradigms like this is kind of like their last fight and it's right. like this is breaking down and it's falling apart and that's what the light workers are here like rebuilding and bringing in ushering in the new paradigm and there's also this thing that yes, everyone which is again indigo yeah and yeah. everyone's talking about it's the same thing the um the genetic mutation like there's a mutation and 2027 is going to be a really big year and i don't really know Ooh. anything about that exactly i know right. that like as far as human design goes which like again we will end up talking about human design fucking google it (laughs) look shit up on pinterest find it on instagram like there's so much information that you can find about human design if you're interested but um god damn it how many centers are there there are so many centers and uh, like energy centers and we've talked about this before where like it it has to it it lines up with like the energy um with the chakras the chakra centers and so i think there's less than i think aren't there like five or six in human design? No, there's I want to say there's like seven. There are seven? Or, oh, okay. Nine. Yeah, so there's seven chakras. I don't know. There's in the traditional chakra system. Regardless, for the last like period of time, like hundreds of years or something, human design has been, uh, there's like the splenic center, which has to do with yeah. fear. And that's been like somehow some, some dominant, um, center like I don't even have the language to talk about it um yeah but basically well, like yeah, the spleen is a very spiritual yeah <laughs> part of the body yeah and but like so that's it's where you get all your little body intuition yes from. yes and so we've been like really kind of like our our energetics has really like been based on this but as we move towards the mutation we're going oh because it's like because spleen and fear is really about survival and right. we're moving we're we're mutating away from survival and into like love and into emotions and we're moving towards like the solar plexus um being like the the primary or the i don't even know what it's becoming but it's gonna be the emotional solar plexus center instead of the spleen center being like 
I don't know, right. the one. So no, like fear-based survival, like right. looking over your shoulder and not getting killed by a bear. Exactly. Kind of like we're not going to have to be like yeah. motivated by that or worried about that. We're going to be able to go more right. into the emotional side of it. And so that all like lines up with the age of Aquarius and the new paradigm and all this shit. Mm. And it's, yeah. And then like indigo children ripping it away yep. and crystal children bringing it in. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 was like the year of destruction. Mm-hmm. And 2022, all the two, 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 twos mm-hmm. are, that's all, uh, the, the number of new beginnings. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of this, like, uh, death and rebirth. Yes. Theme. Oh, my huge. God. Huge, huge, huge themes. And, like, more and more people yeah. are getting into spirituality and are going to be seeking spiritual practices and systems. And so that's yeah. – I think that's the thing that I wanted to mention before when I couldn't remember what I was trying to say is that right. all of these spiritual systems are essentially giving you a way to understand the same things. Like, yes. in a very broad sense, it's just like a framework for understanding the same shit about yourself. Or, But maybe you'll, there's like multiple yeah. systems that you want to use and maybe there's only one and maybe they all, but like, just so you know, there's not one right way to do it. It's whatever feels yeah. good to you. And- the pendulum has swung so far in like masculine linear thought mm-hmm. in our culture. Everything has to be proven. Everything has to be yes. like, you know, from a source and right. And there's no feminine manifestation. There's no feminine trust of like allowing things to be nebulous, allowing things to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, yeah. Connecting back to that spirituality. It's like everyone got spirituality kind of taken away from them when everyone started saying well it, it can't be real right because science exactly it's not real exactly and it's like well well it needs to have some place in our lives you know like it gives us comfort right so it's you know you do need spirituality in some aspect balance. even if it's just walking in nature exactly balance <laughs> yeah um so there you go and if this is your spirituality hey let that flag fly. Do it. Welcome. Right. Th- we are seat. here for you. <laughs> we accept wherever you land on the spiritual spectrum. <laughs> exactly. We made a podcast hey, about you it. You said the name of the show. <laughs> Duh. Welcome to the show, guys. That's what it's about. Wow. Um, okay. Oh so we God. can get back to the to the. Let's get back to the content. Um, okay, so this is an interesting concept also, and I wonder if you came across this, but it says star seeds might also have been birthed through interconsciousness conception, virgin births akin to the stories about Jesus. Another possibility is that... I have not that, heard a thing about this. I can't wait. Fucking crazy. <laughs> another possibility is that any soul can become a star seed when another star seed infuses the soul with intentional light. This can also occur when souls are in utero or at any other point in their lives. So that's to say, if right now you're like, actually, you know what? I am a star seed. Well, then there you go. You've made the decision. Like It's the awakening theory, right? Yeah. That's like the awakening theory. I, I suppose like, it is. That, that we can all, that we all hold it inside of us, but it must be activated either by conscious or other means. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, this sentence kind of wraps up why I love the author of this article so much. Regardless, it seems that star seeds do exist in one form or another. We might never know which star seed concepts are closest to the truth. Preach, brother, we might not. It's just whatever feels yeah. real to you. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, how do you know if you're a starseed? You may have a quiet sense that you came from somewhere beyond this planet and can imagine your physical appearance from prior lives in other worlds. 
Maybe you fantasize about life in other galaxies with the hope of incarnating elsewhere in future births. You might also be wondering how you got here and if you'll ever return. Even with these real feelings of alignment with other worlds, you might never know whether or not you are genuinely starseed. We all seek belonging, alignment, or kinship with a person, family, group, culture, or society. To fill our hearts and inspire us, we crave acceptance and connection. To help us identify where we might belong, we adorn ourselves with labels that make us feel special or unique. We might say, I am a seven on the Enneagram, or I am a recovering Catholic, or I am a conservative Democrat. We might even say, I am a starseed, Pleiadian to be precise. I fucking love this guy. Um, yes. Whether they're based in truth or not, we love our temporary self-identities, the personality constructs with which we build our personas, relationships, and lives. When traditional titles and archetypes fail us, we hunt elsewhere, even into the stars. This is yeah. not to say that your reality as a starseed is incorrect. It's to offer the idea that some, if not all, of our birth, imagined, and assumed identities could be illusions. <laughs> Wow. No, that's perfect, too, because it's like, you know, whatever allows you to be your best self and make your most positive impact. Exactly. Like, do that thing. Exactly. Do that thing. And, and, and so if, if you if saying that you're a Pleiadian starseed makes you like the best version of you, then do it. Live <laughs> it. Be a Pleiadian. Yeah. And also, yeah, there's no like if that's your truth and somebody thinks that it's bullshit, but they have a truth that you think is bullshit. You don't need to force your truth on them just yeah be chill just, everybody just, uh, live your life yeah, just share your ideas and then shut the fuck up and love thy neighbor you know live and let live love thy neighbor dude that's exactly what it is it is okay so yeah and then i've also got in this book for late you know later on i've got a whole uh, like quiz you can take mm. <laughs> <laughs> to find out which one you are. I love that. So, and I have a whole thing of like, we'll go into the types that this thing listed with the characteristics, and then we can talk about your quiz. So, what are the types? Um, oh, yeah. Now, this says... So I've got a list, and you've probably got a list. Oh, yes, anyway. yes, yes, yes. So, this mm -hmm. says, while most starseeds appear to have come to Earth to teach and heal its citizens, not all starseeds are intent on helping us evolve. Some of them have come to this planet for their benefit or to support a darker mission. So, here are some of the more popular and known types Syrian. These souls come from the planets Sirius A and Sirius B. Sirius A is the brightest star in the Earth's sky. Its original inhabitants came from Vega in the Lyra constellation, the supposed home of Earth's ancestors. Sirius B is a smaller star and home to the water beings like the, I'm going to fuck this up, Miangu and Mer people. <laughs> no idea about that first one there. Oh, me neither. These two planets initiated the awakening of all human beings. It's said that Sirius A gave us ascended masters like Jesus and Mother Mary. Ooh. What, which one is the dog mm -hmm. star? One of them, one of the Sirius is the dog star. I do not. And it's, it's Sirius yeah. D. Ah. Just kidding. I, well, I, I don't no know. Idea. Either one. One of them, one <laughs> of them is the up. dog star and it's, uh, it's like, it, it sh shines little rainbows in the nighttime, you can kind it's of where see all the dogs it. came from. Well, no, it's because it it's um I think it's because it's like down off of Orion, and it looks like it's like a little mm. dog following him. It's like that's kind of the Aww. idea. Yeah, cute. It's cute. <laughs> and I think it's also Canis um, Major. 
I think is its other name. So it's like, or no, I'm think I might be totally confusing something with something else. But do that all the time. Yeah, no but judgment. I want I, I one of them is the Dog Star, and I think it is Sirius because that's yeah Sirius XM Radio. Their little thing is a dog, right? So anyway, it yeah, is. Yeah. So that that is that. Yeah. But it, astrological. No, it's astron astronomical. Um, so oh, yeah, I took yeah, an astronomy yeah, yeah. class once. I loved it. It was so much fun. And yeah, like we had to label all the things and know all of the different Greek stories about, you know, why they were called oh. what they were called. But yeah, so Sirius, I think is Canis Major, and it's um, or that could be a, a, the constellation it's a part of. But it's called the Dog Star. Anyway, that's some some star charting fun stuff. Anyway, <laughs> just some just some star charting for you. <laughs> So that's um, Syrians, the Syrians. And they're also, they're considered to be a mostly water-based planet and uh, that they have all kinds of different beings. That It's not just like, some there's are like just bird people or just mer people or just this or just that. And this, this one is supposed to have all different kinds of beings because it's actually oh. quite a large planet. Oh. Yeah. So that's what I've read I, <laughs> about Syrians. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, Pleiadians. These star seeds came from the Ple- or come from the Pleiades, a star cluster also known as Seven Sisters. Messier, Messier. I don't know how to say that word. Forty-five, and the Eye of the Bull, found within the constellation Taurus. You can see a rendition of this cluster in the Subaru automobile logo. What is with brands and astronomy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this goes on to say, Pleiadians are the record keepers for Earth and claim the planet is more than 600 billion years old. The Pleiadians exist within a fifth dimensional frequency, which is where love and creativity are born, like you said. Mm-hmm. The Pleiadians have, oh wait, no, they are a matriarchal society that elevates women, children, and families. The Pleiadians behave much like humans, except they are far more emotionally and spiritually evolved. Some might use their advanced skills to pan- to maneuver human beings, although most have come to Earth to help it expand its consciousness and evolve. Mm. Did you have anything to add about Pleiadians? Yeah, they're supposed to be heart-centered beings. They're just, like, mm. full of hearts. And, like, when they come into the world, they're supposed to just be, like, the, the happiest, little, most innocent, cuddliest, sweetest things. And um, mm. that they are young souls. They're considered innocent um, their mm. their existence on the Pleiades is not as old as our existence on Earth, so um, they've been around mm. for less time than we have. Apparently, is uh, oh. yeah. So they they come across as being kind of childlike, and um, interesting. And they are very uh, sort of empathy driven, and they can be martyrs because they don't. Uh, they they just want to help everything. They're very like Earth connected eco-conscious they're usually vegetarians Mm. (laughs) fascinating yeah and so it's like this whole thing about how they're they're like kind of like just these cuddly loving beings that want to protect the earth and raise everyone up to a more loving frequency Mm, and uh, they're supposed to look very beautiful like tall beautiful nordic angular oh, yeah you look like a pleiadian starseed taylor i am a pleiadian <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that i'm actually a pleiadian but I'll, i have you. a quiz you can take <laughs> yes i can't i'm really looking forward to the quiz yeah um okay the next one is arcturian these profound beings come from 
Arcturus, the most advanced civilization in our galaxy. I think I dated They one are of fifth these. dimensional. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I really want to hear about that after I read this. Yeah. Um, they are fifth dimensional beings and built a society that became the original prototype for how to live on Earth. Arcturians are emotionally and mentally advanced and were intended to be the spiritual shamans and healers for humanity. Some say that when human beings die, they pass through Arcturian energetic architecture in their journeys from death to rebirth. Like all fifth through ninth dimensional societies, Arcturus has the feeling of an angelic realm, yet it can be a helpful landing station for etheric forms, non-physical consciousness, and rebirthing souls to again become accustomed to a grounded physical reality. Arcturus is the brightest star in the Boots constellation. Yeah, I don't know if that's like Boots or Boots. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> well, it looks it has, like Boots to me. Yeah, it has so like a weird it. like couple dots over the second O in my book here. I don't oh, know. this one doesn't have that. Oh, weird. Anyway, yeah, the Boots. So Arcturus and Arcturians are supposed to be extremely linear, masculine-minded people that love uh, engineering and math, and they're very like uh, you know science people. So, um, mm. yeah, so, and it, yeah, highly angel- intelligent math whizzes is kind of what this book says that they are. And I definitely, like, oh. when, I was, when I was reading it, I was like, I dated a, a guy that got a math degree, and, like, he was my math tutor. <laughs> and I was, like, wait, reading about it. And, wait. And, yeah. Is this who I think it is? Yeah, you know who this is. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, so it was just so funny because I was reading it, and I'm like, oh, this sounds exactly like him and then the the way that they describe them looking s- sort of more like um blocky masculine sort of like uh oh my gosh. like and he was very square looking he had a square head kind of square yes. body yeah so that's such a good yeah. way to describe it yeah he was it. very square <laughs> and you know he's like and he had like big square hands and like he was muscly you know he had like a not not like a like a bodybuilder but he was like you know he was not skinny had muscles he wasn't scrawny yes yeah so it was like yes. you know I'm like, that guy was so Arcturian. <laughs> oh, that's so funny yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you are if you need a, a mental image, I know you know him, so you can think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it. I straight got it. Yeah. Oh, and they're that's supposed so to be very talkative as well, that they love mm. to talk and are very communicative. Yeah. That's another thing. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> okay. The next one, Andromedan. This loving, benevolent, and telepathic race is from the spiral-shaped Andromeda galaxy, otherwise known as MS-31 or M-31. These beautiful beings have one mission, to bring peace and love to the races enslaved by the reptilians. Not only heart-centered, Andromedan beings are also intellectually advanced and masters in all categories of science. This balance on the left and right brain gives the Andromedan a unique position mm, in yeah. the universe. Yeah, I mean, um, so... Andromedans, my description here is that they are nomadic, free-spirited types. And if you know one in your life, you're never going to live in one place more than like a couple years <laughs> or maybe even like eight oh, months. Damn. <laughs> and they, uh, they're kind of like akin to a Sagittarius, if you know that type. <laughs> mm. And uh, the, I think they're supposed to be kind of similar to the Pleiadian type, but they're more um, leaders. They would be involved I think these are the ones that are supposed to be involved in politics more often than not. They'll be like the ones mm. at the protest and uh, they travel uh, because they don't feel like they have a home. Uh, something about the and- oh. Andromeda star system that they're from, like 
I don't know what it was. I, I can't remember what, what I read, but that it's not, uh, it doesn't exist anymore or it's not really a place for them to go. Ooh. So they feel like they don't have a home and they can never find home. So they just oh. are always kind of like bumping around and having a good time doing it. Um, so yeah, that's a, a nomadic free spirited type. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, now we're getting into the indigo, crystal, and rainbow children. Mm. Individuals from these three soul groups often possess special or supernatural abilities, including telepathy, clairvoyance, light emanation, energy cleansing, deep empathy, and reality shifting. Indigos are infused with the power of Archangel Michael and can be stubborn in their intolerance of unfairness. Crystals are infused with the light, joy, and clarity of Archangel Gabriel and mm. tend to be more fair and kind than their indigo and ro- rainbow siblings. Do you know much about ah. Gabriel and and uh, Michael? Or is it, did they say Michael? I, yeah. yeah, the indigo is Michael and yeah. crystal is Gabriel. And oh, is no, there, is there one for like the I've learned about it. But it's been a while. Yeah, there's a thing about the rainbows oh, here, Oh, sorry too. to interrupt. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I can, I can give okay. you a little profile of each of those guys. <laughs> okay, do that in a second. Yes. Okay, this says, often diagnosed with some form of autism, rainbow children are the latest wave of healing souls to come to Earth. That I found so fascinating. You know, I the was natural... just approached by an autistic man the other day, like around my dog, mm-hmm. and it was the most like lighthearted, lovely experience. And I was like, wow, that was so wonderful. And I was like, what a, yeah. what a nice interaction that was. So I just, I felt that I right there. That. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, with a natural detachment from the physical world, these three groups see interactions with this world as spiritual exercises instead of personally advancing events. As the story goes, these light workers were encouraged by their soul groups in distant galaxies to serve humanity on Earth selflessly. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I really felt that in that interaction the other day. It was like, I was really pleasantly, like, surprised. I don't know why. I just didn't see it coming, I guess. And it was, like, such a nice exchange. Because, mm. um, I don't know, I guess usually I'm, I'm people, especially I live downtown in an area, in a city area, where, like, if I'm approached by people, it's usually, like, not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was like, oh, this is so pleasant. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that and and he was like, he was so nice. And he was like, I hope I get to see you again. And I'm like, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> like, uh, it was so nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it was like, I, I really felt that rainbow energy from that man. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, I feel that. But, yeah. So, did you say there was an angel associated with rainbow? No, there is oh, not. Okay. Not that this thing mentioned anyways. Yeah, so I just think it's really interesting because I didn't know that angels were associated with the indigo and the crystal. And it makes sense that they are. I mean, this, all this stuff connects all the time. But mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. Archangel Michael, is uh, he has blue sapphire light and he holds the sword of truth. So Of course he does. Yeah. And so he uh, cuts through um, the fog and he cuts through anything false he cuts through fear so he is all about mental clarity and truth so um we're talking about the indigo people being the ones to like tear everything down and like get all those old systems out that's the energy of archangel michael and then uh Mm. gabriel i'm i need to do a little bit more reading because i'm just getting to know these types of uh angels and the healing that they provide is this that book that you've read yeah but there's a couple other things that i'm looking at too yeah i also have like an oracle deck 
um, that I'm using that that it references. It's actually no, it's an angel tarot deck, and all the different uh, angels are mentioned on each tarot card. It's by uh, someone Radley, I think is his first name. I'll I'll put it in the notes. But like it's an angel tarot that that calls on the angels per card, so you get to know Mm. the angels by using the deck. It's really cool. But um, Gabriel is is uh, the I think musical. And I remember learning that like uh, Gabriel like rings bells and like uh, plays cymbals. So uh, oh. and it's supposed to be like singing and like really like uh, soft and um, it's it's more of like you said like more lighthearted and like mm-hmm. healing and like motherly sort of. Um, and I think Gabriel is supposed to be more feminine, if not supposed to be a woman. Um, but oh. I I'll I'll have to provide more information uh, info on that. But yeah, those are the energies that are that are housed in that thought there is like it totally matches up, which I think is cool. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I read something and I guess I closed out that page because ah. I couldn't find it when <laughs> I was looking just now. But I was reading something about like indigo children and it was saying that oftentimes like there are people who like it's like they feel these spiritual things but like they don't have the the context to understand what's going on and so they often become very like they become like addicts or Mm. like kind of end up destroying their lives Mm -hmm. because they can't like deal with the emotional shit that they're going through Mm -hmm. which just was so sad yeah i mean i think that's i think that's a common uh, misfortune that a lot of humans (laughs) go through (laughs) Yes, and you know a lot of us make it out to the other side too you know it's like that is a fact you can heal um, yeah but I was just like man that just reminds and I think it said like something about people basically born in the 80s uh, yeah are like indigo children yeah. and I was mm-hmm. like mm, okay yeah I feel like that explains some people to me yeah I feel um, that um I know yeah the next one is light worker, which I think is funny as like a starseed type. Yeah, I we'll go. Yeah, we'll that, go with that, it. that crossover did surprise me too. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> basically the light worker are special souls from a variety of planets and realms who have agreed to incarnate to help Earth and other worlds evolve. They always take births that up. Wait, they always take births that up level humanity and raise the consciousness of everyone around them. What does that mean? Their primary purpose is to spread kindness, goodness, and love to every living being they meet. Lightworkers are not beholden to any planet, culture, society, or mission. They work solely for the light. Ah, yes. Interesting. So that also is um, talking about, uh, there's a different type mentioned in this Starseeds book that I've been looking at. It's a star, It's the beginner's guide to starseeds, understanding star people and finding your own ah. uh, origins in the stars Star. yes a big long title there <laughs> but um, i'll put it below um so it it um <laughs> was talking about um what were we just saying about uh light workers here and i just came upon it here in the book there it is so um it says most star seeds are are also light workers <laughs> um which are beings who chose to come to earth at this time to help transmute the dark into light but also they were talking about different types of like reasons for being here on the planet and one of them is being a grid worker which um the book says that like the the author says like she had met um 
like people who knew that they were grid workers and actually like went to different parts of the globe to work on the crystalline grid of the earth and then there are other people who she's like oh they realized that they were grid workers or they never knew and they were they had a job like a taxi driver that like drove the same route every day and it's like um kind of like how you uh power up the earth and like uh you you're kind of like running the grid you know you're like powering it up and delivering the light and um it was really funny because when I read that description, I immediately connected to it because I'm such a, a one area kind of person. I really just stay in my area and I, I love to travel and I get really affected by the yes. energy of the places that I travel to. And that's another sign of being a grid worker. And I and I walk mm. my dog while I listen to like mm. spiritual or like, you know, metaphysical psychology stuff. And I'm like, I'm totally like raising my consciousness yes. as I walk my dog in this grid across Monterey. <laughs> so that's like, yes. yeah, light worker meaning like that you're pulling in the light and and uh, like raising the vibration of the earth by just existing. That's kind of like the whole idea there. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting how that stuff. Yep. And I connects. Yeah, I definitely agree with like what you said about like resonating with this one and and again it like it I heard more about light workers than I heard about other types of star seeds um mm. and I didn't really think of it as being in this framework of anything I was just like oh it's just like somebody who wants to help people and do good and I'm like I want right. to do that totally <laughs> yeah it's like I think um, we all kind of are on our own level right exactly unless you're a reptilian and we'll get to that oh lord um, that was the <laughs> rabbit hole that this thing put me down that was like what is happening <laughs> oh my god can't wait to go down Dude. that rabbit hole with you there's a few more and then reptilian is the last one that we'll ah. talk about uh, I was like wow can't believe they're in this spectrum but that's kind of fun yeah um Okay, the next one is Orion. The Orions will ask questions about every detail. They'll try to create living beings here on Earth who are based in mind. They are obsessed with science and research and sadly lack an understanding of their hearts. The Orion mission on Earth is to help improve our understanding of the value of science. Their personal group spiritual mission is to learn from humanoids how to be more trusting and faithful. While some Orions have spiritual aspirations, others are agents for the reptilians and yes, other races that seek to control say, Earth rather than emancipate it. Donald Trump. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, a lot of people would just argue that it's every single person in the government, period. <laughs> yeah, anyone anyone in politics who's in a position of power is a motherfucking yeah, reptilian. They, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. And well and then that is where I was just like, what? And and it's like, okay, so we hear about the reptilians and the Illuminati and like all this stuff. And I was like, this is where we're going, Taylor. Like this is this is where we're <laughs> This is where we're going. Strap in, bitch. <laughs> and then I learned like, okay, wait, wait. So it's like a it's something that you like relate to. It's something that like kind of outlines like your internal kind of self. And I'm like, okay, so so you relate to being a reptilian, or you you um, so if you're like relating to Orion, or you feel really drawn to Orion, it's like, watch out, you might be, you might be internally watch out. Like reptilian, but also <laughs> that like it's um you know it's a type, it's not necessarily that they're like lizards in human skin, which is. <laughs> kind of what they what people think of when you say of this shit of course that's what they think of 
Have you seen what is that cartoon? Um, there is a cartoon. It's come up in a lot of stuff where you like see like a, like a like a lizard come out of a person and it's like oh my god, dude. Reptilian. There, what is it called? It's called um called the Deep State maybe or I don't know. I haven't heard of it. But it's basically like these sci- this like scientist girl whose dad was like the main scientist for like the deep state government and it's basically (laughs) like oh the whole thing is about how every single conspiracy about the government is real and it's like (laughs) how they're covering it up and like controlling people and like they have this like there's this episode that's all about like this contract that they have with the reptilians and like (laughs) all of these all of these famous people that like have power and have wealth are reptilians and like they're up here in their little like human suits being characters and oh then my they God. go down into like their subterranean reptilian lair and they all take right. off their human skin and they're lizards in outfits and shit yes. and it's like <laughs> oh my god that show is crazy and it's that's totally really like that's though. where i go that's like my capacity of knowing about what a reptilian is you know and oh, so it is. <laughs> it's called deep state I was right. Oh no! Right, Wait, but it's like job? so. Then you know, you like they're they're all about science and like you know bringing in the the value of science. And so it's what I was saying earlier about culture swinging too far in the masculine linear side and like losing mm-hmm. the value of spirituality and the value mm-hmm. of the feminine. And it's like that's what a lot of people would argue that everyone in the government is reptilian because they don't honor the natural state of human beings. They they want everything to be by the book and you know yes. linear so in yes. that capacity yeah I, I, I can go with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> say the show true. is called Inside Job on Netflix and Lizzie Kaplan oh. is like the voice of the main character and Christian Slater does a voice and like oh I haven't really, even heard of this oh my gosh it's goofy as fuck and it's and we would just yeah so I it's so it. hilarious and it. it's also like ah this is crazy yeah I mean it's, I love animation that's like my it's my like huge nerd interest yeah it's kind of like rick and morty but like yeah. amplified if you can nice. even imagine oh wow an amplified All right. version of there. that show I'll do it. yeah yes yeah. okay so the next one i had never heard of these until i was doing this research are the felines these oh, yeah. beings from the Lyra constellation can be found depicted in the artwork of earth's ancient civilizations most notably egypt with yeah. its feline-headed gods and goddesses These beings are psychic and telepathic and tend to develop spiritual skills rather than ones that feed or benefit their physical realities. They live mostly in the higher dimensions, seeking light, clarity, and abundance through connections with the eternal consciousness. The felines bring grace to humanity and hope to inspire creativity in all of Earth's living beings. Ah, yeah. And then when I was hearing one description of this type, it was that they were kind of of the Leo disposition, just like that other one, the Arcturians, or what was it, the uh, Andromedans or like Sagittarius. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, or that's how I related in my head because those are like similar to me. But yes. um, that the the Lyrians are like they're supposed to look more cat-like. They're clumsy because they're not used to human bodies. They're used to cat bodies. Aww. Yeah, and so Poor little cat souls, they can't handle it. And, and that they're supposed to be kind of like aloof, and in their personality types, but also very like um, they lead by example and uh, they're leaders. Um, and they, they can you know do very well with groups, but very well on the, uh, being alone as well. So it's like. Um, kind of mm. to me was like that sounds like a Leo like which is also you know kind of archetypal yes. cat personality anyhow so yes it, it all goes together yes absolutely totally um, the next one is Maldek 
Maldek, M-A-L-D-E-K. Maldek oh. was a planet in our solar system with attributes similar to Earth. Its citizens depended on robotic technologies, much like the trends here on Earth, and they eventually mm. became lazy and sick. In their lust for power, they destroyed their planet, which caused some of them to seek a new home here on Earth. The Maldek learned from their mistakes and hoped to inspire humanoids to make better choices in politics, technology, health, and communication. Wow. I have not heard of this type. It's not in my book. I don't know about it. And I haven't well, even heard it of it must, anywhere. It, it must not be real. <laughs> this is the only place I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm like, and I haven't heard of that. I don't know what that is. But They um, were Earth cool. 1.0, and they fucked it. it up, and they're here to teach us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, some people maybe would say that that's like the uh, the other type that's mentioned in this book is the, uh, what are they, under the water, those guys, the water ones. Oh, Atlantean? Yeah, Atlantean. And that they were oh, yeah. like, you know, human civilization that got wiped out. So uh, yes. that, that they were also like from the stars and they came down to earth and had like a very highly advanced civilization and that you know it got wiped out and you know that hubris of some kind is a lesson with them so um yeah something so maybe, about hubris maybe, yeah it's like you like know, that <laughs> like don't be don't be a, an egotistical human <laughs> but yeah, yeah so uh yeah or like you know playing god right that's a whole theme uh-huh. of like our lessons as humans so um yeah no that maybe that's the same thing but that's that's what i see well, in my book about this that one kinda. this one listed lemurian and atlantean together but separate oh. than maldek but then Weird. maldek is referenced here so i'll oh. just read this okay i know yeah just totally um, different. yeah so these two lands long ago lost in earth's seas were advanced civilizations that developed philosophical spiritual and healing technologies it is said that they were the first starseed tribes to form direct exchanges with races from other planets. Given their innovation and commitment to advancement, Lemurians and Atlanteans flourished here on Earth. Similar to Maldek, these cultures eventually destroyed themselves through greed, laziness, and disease. Oh, well, there you go. So that's what I there, thought it was the same, but it's clearly... Go. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though these situations were devastating, the many ideas, technologies, and spiritual attributes they developed were not lost. Some of these cultures' most advanced souls were rescued and became starseed for other planets throughout the universe, including current and future incarnations here on Earth. Ah, well. They're sorry. here for the future. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's like, I think, like, also, when you go through all of these different starseed types, you kind of see that they all provide a different level of assistance for the human race. Right. It's like mm-hmm. one of them is emotional. One of them is, yeah. you know, uh, for science. One of them's for architecture and math. And one of them's for, like, learning the lessons of humankind. And so they, they, all, like, yep. they all have, like, different um, expertise that they mm-hmm. assist us with, which is um, right. kind of the overall thing that that you can take from it and then it's like if you relate to one of them then that's how you help the world which is hey nothing wrong with that exactly exactly yeah we're here we're here for lit raising the vibration and the mutation and embodiment yeah and if you wonder which one you are i'm just going to tell you right now there is a checklist that you can fill out for uh what is it six different types of star seeds a through f Mm. um that is oh no that's what is that a through f yeah that's six um 
Isn't it A, B, C, D, E, F? Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a checklist you can fill out in this book that's, again, it's free for Kindle uh, Unlimited, but I can totally like, I'll make a story and then I'll put it in the highlight. Ooh. So check our Instagram for a story highlight about which star seed are you. That'll be fun. How um, fun is then, that? Yeah, and then it's whatever Are reptilians one... included? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, I mean, they have bad. Orion. No, they do have Orion, so never mind. Uh, so, yeah, so you, kind could, of. you could find out. But it's also, you know, there's, like, light and dark to everything. So it's not... Of course. Like, being, being a proponent of science and being or, from Orion doesn't... And being even reptilian doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be. Like, anything can be. Like, uh, Pleiadians are supposed to be all love and sunshine but like they can be like martyrs you know so there's it's which is not a good thing so um <laughs> anyhow so <laughs> this is a there's a there's a whole like um body of um traits that you can check off and then whatever one that you get the most checks for uh is the one that you are uh and you can be more than one so that was an interesting thing that i found out yes is that y- they, you can have lived several of these lives and you can have lived several of them on the same planet um and then that kind of comes out in your personality so when i did my checklist um i learned i I literally checked everything for pleiadian and syrian and i have always related to either of them equally strongly like i feel like either Mm. of them like really outline exactly who I was as a kid and how I grew up and everything I'm just like wow that's me um but then I also have other ones that are like higher and lower and then I'm like well maybe I share something with those too but like um for the for the most part I'm I'm Pleiadian and Syrian so you'll have to you'll have to find out what you are Taylor oh yeah I know I'm I'm really (laughs) interested um I do have a little I do have a little um chunk of information specifically about reptilians Ooh, let's share. Do it. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> this is where I'm, I'm, so, I'm all about it. <laughs> so this says, also known as lizard people, Saurians, Saurians, and Draconians, these shapeshifters seek to control Earth in the pursuit of selfish benefit. David Icke has reported on the reptilians, noting that they seek political power on Earth to manipulate human societies, cultures, and human development. Bum, bum, bum. Many believe that some reptilians are living among us with altered physical appearances. Lord. Others say that reptilian spirits enter the bodies of our most prized politicians and sway them away from values and decisions that would benefit the people of Earth. <laughs> Luckily, the reptilians have many enemies who live in the light and have the mission to combat all darkness. Oh, see? So you have a, there's a good side. And then, well, I've got, I had a, a really lovely uh, book suggestion that I have not gotten into that maybe deserves its own episode. <laughs> but um, one of my, my mentors and, and good friends, her name's Irina, she gave me this book recommendation called Flying Serpents and Dragons, The Story Ooh. of Man's Reptilian Past. <laughs> oh. And um, it is really it goes in it is deep it, it it is like let's go into like the oldest history of man and like we're making these connect it's very like ancient aliens if it was a book it's it's pretty damn <laughs> and talking about know. like king arthur and like all this stuff i mean it, it's wow. like 
no matter what you believe about it, it's just entertaining on its on the preface. Absolutely, you know, the, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, I love the idea of there being dragons. Yeah, and well, it even says like, like this book not? goes to the point where it's like there were reptilian genes in humans, which that's like people talk about the reptilian brain that we possess, and it's like mm, I don't know if that's just a term. Does it actually mean something? I don't know. <laughs> Mm, that's true yeah I mean we should look up that term <laughs> I have no idea is that just something we say to reference what was the, the term again reptilian brain you know when you're like doing your most oh, like, yeah. hum- basic human functions it's your reptilian side your reptilian yeah, mind well, people say that it's, like it's nothing. yeah it's like your primal brain it's just because I, it, does that sound like it's assuming that reptiles are just purely on like survival mode and they don't have any higher states yeah of so that's awareness. what i wonder that's what i wonder is that term supposed to be does it actually mean reptilian like we evolved from reptiles like out of amphibians like or does it mean that like, oh my I, like or God. does it mean that like is it just like metaphorical like i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know now i need to know i'll look it up the true the try tri- why do we say that why do we say it why but why do we say it? Why do we say it? Wait, I'm going to Google that. Why do we say... The phrase reptilian brain derives from the fact that a reptile's brain is dominated by the brainstem and cerebellum, which control instinctual thinking and behavior for survival. Okay. So it is metaphorical. I suppose so. Okay. Are we descendants of lizards? I well, that's what this book is aiming to find out. So if you're interested, mm. it's in the show notes. <laughs> Descended from flying serpents and dragons, <laughs> lizards. Have you seen that episode of Rick and Morty? Oh uh, yeah, I've seen the, everyone. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. You want a you want a quick hand bond? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, that ep- that episode killed me. It's like oh, one of my favorite man. ones. If I you haven't it. seen it, you guys, I don't think yeah. you really need to watch anything on the other side of that show. Like, you don't need to see anything beforehand. You could just watch that one episode with the dragons and soul bonding. Yeah. And they're all a bunch of sluts. Oh, they're so fucking dragons. good. You're all just a bunch of sluts. These slut dragon. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Oh, God. I want to, I got I to gotta watch that today. It's so fucking oh, good. Oh, it's so funny. Um,. Okay, that's all I have for the types of star seeds. I have some like wrap up thoughts. Nice. Were there other yeah. things yeah, that you had? No, I to mean include? I I just uh, really had a I guess. Um, we talked. We already did like how you know your star seed, right? And like, we 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 kind of covered everything. Oh we yeah, no, I I do want to talk a little bit. Actually, I do have a a little um, another reference I can talk about here. So. Um, if you kind of are connecting to all of it and you feel like you could be a star seed or you want to know more or uh maybe you're like i uh i want to just explore this and uh let it be kind of more that spiritual aspect that you get into i found some really good tools by a woman named uh, rebecca campbell and um she's got um and she's got a book and an oracle deck and um i got the oracle deck and it's actually really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I did a I did a reading for myself just to like see what it was like. And uh, the the little booklet that goes with the deck is a lot like the actual like book that she wrote called Letters to a Star Seed. And um, so this was the book I actually started reading first. 
And uh, I was kind of like confused and, and wasn't really into it because I was like, this is just like a bunch of like spiritual, like, w- like wah wah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like. That's a bunch of wah wah. Yeah. Like, I don't bunch know. Bunch of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> like, what a just, load of malarkey. It's like, it's like <laughs> just really like very. Um, like your soul family is made up of souls that we incarnate with repeated rhythm and soul family members are here to help support other members in fulfilling their soul missions. And I'm like, that's kind of too vague for me. Like I I need to, I need to have a little bit more than that. So, um, so that's when I got this beginner's guide, but, but the beginner's guide put Rebecca Campbell's work into perspective for me. And I think that's kind of an important thing to talk about because if you get into this information the way that I did, you might end up seeing a lot of this like really like wishy-washy woo-woo stuff that doesn't connect to anything until you know more about uh like what was in the beginner's guide to star seeds so Bunch it's of like, hogwash yeah and then it's like and then i was able to see the letters to a star seed as being actually helpful to like navigating what the experience of being a star seed is so um oh. it, it was it was kind of uh, more helpful to go in that direction. <laughs> Can you expand a little bit on whatever that context is? Like, yeah, let's see. So this this book, I'm just gonna go through like the chapters and like say what they what the the themes are kind of through it, so that it kind of comes together. But um, it starts with uh, like what is a star seed, and then reaching back to the ancients and like longing for home. Who are you really? meet your soul and it's uh going into the akashic records um like your soul mission and it's all about uh yeah like this this letters to a starseed book is about exploring who you are as a star as a starseed so like cosmic origins life lessons soul family uh soul loss uh embracing your humanness yeah so that's like yeah that's a whole concept there right so this is very like deep like let me do some internal work about my starseed origins and and that kind of like helps you do that sort of deep work um like that journaling could get you through or that you know maybe reading your human design chart would get you through it's like you learn more about yourself because you're doing this self-reflection from the perspective of starseeds so all um, about self-reflection you guys yeah totally and so whichever way you want to do that yes and like oracle deck like the oracle deck is beautiful and like and it has really lovely missions in it and the the booklet that is in the deck really aligns really nicely with her with her book here and um it's it's really nice but but again i couldn't really do the inner work or like start journaling around the themes in this rebecca campbell material until i had gotten into the more harder aspects of like what are the types why would you even get into this in the first place like what what mm. is the point kind of you know where what are the the origins so um yeah. which literally you know this this beginner's guide to starseed says you know understanding and finding your origins so um you know i think that starseeds it's it's a crazy topic we talked about so many like so many other things just because we're talking about starseeds and yep. it's um it's really and i think in conclusion just another way to uh it's it's another excuse to ask yourself those harder deeper questions and um mm-hmm. and really find like what your rhythm is in life and what you enjoy most and what makes you contribute 
in the best way that you can. So yeah, yes. if you're into it, I'll, I'll put those those tools in the notes below. Um, and I'm gonna send you one of these starred seed oracle decks in the mail because I think you'd like oh, it. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Yeah, Thank no worries. You. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. I'm into it. Yeah. First of all, I love a gift. Second oh, of yeah. all, I love an oracle deck. <laughs> oh, totally. I know. I'm like, Taylor needs this. <laughs> Thank you. That'll be yeah. fun. Hell yeah. Um, I feel like, are they like the really ethereal, like pink, purple, blue it's, looking it's ones? It's all kind of baby blue. It's like What's it's her name again? Rebecca Rebecca what? Campbell. And then the artwork is by Danielle Noel. And it's uh, kind of, it's very like, everything Oracle looks like cards. opal rainbow and like yes rainbow. yes Have there's um one of these one of these decks i saw um was like the light worker deck that mm. or work your light mm. um that i thought was really cool but i have mm -hmm. seen these decks i've worked with coaches who have used these decks yeah um this is cool. but that's so cool that's so sweet of you yeah happy to grab that for you i wasn't sure i wanted to because i was like is it gonna just be a waste of time and money but i, I do like it i've used it a couple times so I'll throw oh, one at you. Very fun. I'm very yeah. into it. Totally. Okay. So if any of this shit that we've talked about is, you know, you've been getting those chills through your body, you're resonating with it, you're like, am I a starseed? Am I going through this right now? Here are nine signals or signs that you might be in a starseed awakening stage. So the first one is you're having a life crisis. I feel like you the void, don't really our first need episode. To just, have we just yeah. like outlined everything up into the like? What is we're so in yes, tune? Yes, we are so in tune. <laughs> God, we're so good. Go back to the beginning and listen to everything up to now. Make, we didn't uh, even want this podcast to be like sequential, but it's turning out there that was way. no intent. But it turns out it's all connected. Can you believe it? <laughs> just like we've been saying every single fucking episode. Um, but yeah, like if 3D life is making you annoyed, you feel exhausted, you've had an accident, you feel lost, you're burnt out, you're fucking over it, or something has led you to be like, is this really it? Like this is life? Fuck this. Well, you might be going through a spiritual awakening. Mm. Um, number two, your beliefs are challenged and changed. Maybe you've grown up believing one thing and now you're like, wait, is that even real? Well, st there's so many things out there that could be real. So this could be another stage of your awakening. Explore any and all of the systems that we've mentioned, which doesn't even scratch the surface, I feel like, on things that exist that can help you have spiritual context for your existence. But mm -hmm. start to go check it out. Um, the next one, she titles this Slow Down, Cowboy. But basically, just like... You don't need to go full speed ahead. You can slow down and start to reflect and spend some time alone. I never spent time alone, like, my whole life until the last year or two years. And it yeah. was really hard to start to not – to start to do that and not feel guilty about doing that. I and you. Yeah. And now I'm very much like, I need my alone time. Please don't talk mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like those are the times where it's like you start to reflect, start to spend time with yourself, get quiet. If you actually slow down and listen, and that doesn't mean spend time alone scrolling through Instagram. That means no, disconnect. Yeah. Just go like sit outside by yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, start listening to all the things that are coming up. Um, number four, let's get spiritual. Oh, my God. This chick just made this so corny. Um <laughs> 
But metaphysics start to excite you. You become immersed in wanting to learn all of these things. Uh, this would definitely happen to me. And this really starts to shift your focus from the outer world and your ego to allow like your highest self and like spiritual self to emerge. Um, that was definitely my yeah, <clears throat> been there experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then she says, number five, kumbaya of epic proportions. You no longer identify with one side or the other, no matter if it's politics or culture. So basically it's like you can just see like all of these sides to all of these things and you're noticing like you are seeing the shadow parts of yourself uh-huh. reflected in others and in society and you start to Full circle notice. perception. Yeah, you start to notice that the things that make you furious about other people that really get under your skin start to realize how, you know, what what's the reason for that? Like, I have often been like, know-it-alls are so fucking annoying. And then I'm also the person who's like, actually, did you know it's said this way? <laughs> and so it was really interesting to start to realize, oh, all the things that I'm judging about other people and that I hate about other people are actually things that I'm judging and hating about myself. Isn't that interesting? Been there too. Still always there. Just always just finding new things every day. (laughs) Just always being like, fuck you, never mind, actually. It's fine. Love I love you. I love you. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Just kidding. Um number six. Clean relationships start with you. You realize that you cannot show up as two different people anymore. You basically realize that like you need to be true to yourself, be authentic, show up as that authentic version of yourself being honest and transparent with all the people in your life and like you're gonna lose people in that process and you're gonna gain people and and like you mentioned the idea of soul family that's something that I've um kind of embraced and like wrapped my mind around where it's like oh as people come into my sphere I can like recognize if that's a thing that resonates and be like oh cool like you know this is somebody that's like helping me expand and and Mm -hmm. gives me a space to be this new version of myself Mm -hmm. um so that's i mean your relationships are going to evolve as you evolve so yeah it's all it all starts with you so many different versions of that that i've experienced where you know oh jesus yes and it, and it can be hard to just decide to be to be who you are and, and know that some things are going to end and, and that's okay. It's and, uh, so hard. Yeah. And then for me, part of the surprising one was like that I have a professional persona that doesn't align with my personal persona. And I think a lot of people <laughs> have that. But I was like, oh, like I'm too nice as a professional. I get walked all over. Like I mm. need to I need to be more grounded and be like and be more real with people about what I need as a professional so that they know what to expect in this relationship and vice versa and then everything mm. smoothed out a lot and I now I'm not like you know I, I'm a nice person but I'm not like too sugary sweet for no reason which I used to be uh-huh. which got me in trouble it made me too easy so Absolutely. it's like yeah and it's like and then when I, st- I I was afraid to to stand up and just and be who I am which is a more grounded person because I thought it would, you know, it would get me, I don't know, that, that I would get in trouble for it somehow or that people would get mm. offended and want to make their leave. And that's mm. scary, but it, it didn't happen. Ultimately, it was fine. 
Right. It's interesting how it's yeah. like you're so afraid to be yourself because you think this is the way that I need to be. But then mm-hmm. like when you actually embrace showing up as yourself and not People some... actually, re- they appreciate it. They're like, oh, Absolutely. thanks for, for making things clear. You know, thanks for yeah. communicating. Yeah. And it's, it's like yeah. you attract the people that are meant to be in your life that you're meant to work with in one way or another. Yeah. And it's a more like authentic connection it serves you better it serves them better and it also Mm -hmm. gives permission to other people to show up as themselves as well which I think is so important yeah it's definitely something that I realized being in like an office environment for like I don't know like seven years like six or seven years where I'm just like I actually fucking hate office rules office rules are (laughs) dumb and I don't want to be the office version of myself and then yeah. the me version of myself. I just want to be me. And then hi, I here. I work here. So yeah, deal with for that. Sure. Yeah, I feel very it. interesting. Um, the next one is sign, sign everywhere a sign. Good googly. This is my fucking life. Numbers, <laughs> symbols, sounds, patterns, synchronicities oh my become an everyday thing for you now. <laughs> And they help you to continue fulfilling your purpose as confirmation that you're on the right path. I see motherfucking angel numbers all Dude, the goddamn time. Dude, since we've been on the phone, time. I saw 1111 and 111. I was yep. like, wow, yep. same phone call. Yep, same, same. <laughs> I know. All the time, and I love it. And I'm just like, cool, everything is good. I'm fine, and I'm on the right path. Let's keep mm-hmm. going. It's nice I little, love it. Little confirmations. Yes. And there's actually something that I learned recently. So like, or relatively recently that I love. It resonates with me so much. So, you know, people are always like, oh, like, you know, you can ask for a sign to know if this is the right decision for you or if you're making the right move or whatever the case is. And then I read something that was like, when you are asking for an a sign, like outside of yourself, like that is you like manifesting from like the ego and like needing confirmation from something outside of you whereas your desire yeah you're not trusting yourself but like your desire to do something is your sign like if it's what you truly desire and that's a part of like getting really clear with your relationship with yourself and being able Mm -hmm. to, to understand how you experience intuition and practicing that and that's again why I fucking adore human design because not everybody experiences it the same way um then like I just it makes me feel so much more um confident in myself to be like oh if I desire to do it and then I listen to my strategy and my authority and my human design and it all like lands and gets very clear then I know what I'm doing and I don't need to like ask to see a fucking butterfly and then desperately keep my eyes peeled for yeah. a butterfly and then right. feel like I'm fucking it up if I don't see the butterfly exactly. in a certain amount it's, of time. It's hanging on to, to you know, a tangible uh, outcome that may, may never come. And that's not yes. a good way to do that. But also, there's a, speaking of this Starseed Oracle deck, there was a great card that I pulled that uh, the theme is baby steps. And it was about um, <laughs> having having to trust your intuition without having a, dis- a destination. So, mm. uh, and that was like... Just the next me, step. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, wow, that, I really reflect on that. And, and it really kind of made me stop and have to think about it because um, of the same thing that like... You know, I I recently, this is just a really like real life example of um, not trying to find an external and trusting the internal of Mm -hmm. what you're perceiving. But I had something like a like an offer come to me that I was just like, that sounds like a lot of fun. And like, 
I could get involved by doing this and this and that. And um, it seemed really like right up my alley and very like of my expertise and um, seemed like an opportunity. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to make like a $400 purchase in order to just get the supplies to like make this happen, which is fine. But I'm like, I... I like I really held off on the purchase and the more I hold off on it the more I feel my intuition being like you don't want to do this and I and I can't and I can't really like again make a masculine linear logical sentence about why because everything points to yes but there's just something in me that's like no I don't want to do that Yep. And, and that's as we've the, discussed yeah. so many times, it doesn't have to be logical or make sense. But the yeah. more you tune into that and you make but decisions I know, from that, I know logical, from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I know right. from the past that if I go through with it and there's this feeling, it's still going to be there and it's going to uh-huh. get worse and worse. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and it's, I've been there before. So if I feel yes. like this now, then it's a no. <laughs> I don't yes, know why. So- Trust yourself. And also, yeah. like, n- you don't owe anyone an explanation. Yeah. Nope. And even it's myself. Just, it's even not right myself. For me. I can't even explain yeah. it for me, which I wish I could. I'm like, my, my, you know, left brain. That's the left brain, right? Yeah. My left brain is like, I need you to tell me why we're not saying yes to this, why we're not making this happen. My, my projectaholic self is like, why? Why? <laughs> why no? We and I'm love like, no, just no. Chomping at the no. bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very that. I'm like, wait, no, just just go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel so, yeah. you. Yeah. So trust yourself, you guys. Yeah. Tune in. Tune in. Totally. This was a lot of fun, cool, different ways you can get to know yourself. You know, it's just another one of those layers of like, who are you and and what makes you shine the brightest, you know? Maybe Starseeds yes. help you out with that. That's cool. And this, what a hell of a segue to number eight. Your purpose becomes clearer. <gasps> As you're inspired, Ooh. filled with new inspiration and divine downloads, you start to see the path that was once unseeable. Uh, you'll also experience fear or blocks, and this is the universe testing you to make sure that you've genuinely discovered your purpose and you're not following a whim. Oh, um, yes. Which is just <sighs> tuning in. Yeah. Tuning in. And then, it's um, definitely a thing I Lessons coming back, things coming in that um, that test you again and again that – uh, like I keep, I, like I said, I keep getting offers that are like, and I was talking to you before we started recording about how mm-hmm. I keep getting people asking me for things that I'm like, oh yeah, that seems, that seems right. And then I'm just like, no, no, it's really not. And, and it's, um, I think a, a different version of me would have answered and, and reacted to each and every one of those requests, which yep. is the thing coming back to test me. And, um, mm-hmm. and I'm learning Have you like, learned even, this lesson. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also, I'm very tempted to reach out to each of them, which is, uh, I know is not in my best interest, but it's like very yeah. tempting and I just yeah. don't feel right about any of them. And I have to trust that. And that's what I'm learning right now. So yep. I, yeah, I definitely can connect that to that one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, knowing that like when you do, like there are definitely going to be times where you make a decision from your intuition and like from your highest self where you're like this just energetically and like emotionally feels like the right thing for me and you make that decision and maybe like even in the moment of making the decision you feel really good about it and then like half an hour later or the next day you start to spin out and your mind is like oh my god we're overthinking it you start to 
like tell yourself that it wasn't the right thing to do and this is just like an opportunity for you to anchor in like I listen to my intuition I hear your concerns like you it's important that like when all of those stories and those feelings come up that like you do acknowledge it you give it the space to tell the story because your fear just really wants to be acknowledged and you can listen to it and fully hear it out and also be like thank you for your feedback you don't actually have any decision making power in my life but you can be here to share your perspective so good to hear from you and the more that you just like continue to trust yourself and like allow your fear to say what it's got to say but also take action from your intuition like the easier it'll get to trust yourself and the easier it'll get to to work through those fears and those fears won't be as strong and they'll probably change but there's always like new layers to that shit that you will come up against every time that you do something new and step outside of your comfort zone and continue to expand yeah and I think what you're describing there too is like the the confusion which I've experienced between like am I reacting via like being um, survival based kind of scared anxiety Mm -hmm. fear or am I having an intuitive impulse Mm -hmm. and like and I and the the thing I've learned is your intuition doesn't have doubt it just knows Mm -hmm. and then and if it so if it feels like you're beating yourself up or if you're scared and trying to talk yourself in or out of something like that's that's going to be you know probably the the indicator that it's not the intuition (laughs) yes exactly your like your intuition or your higher self like does not speak from fear it doesn't act out of fear there's no like fear or anxiety with it so if it's Mm -hmm. all if you're really in that space then you have to remember that like that's your fear and that's your ego and it's trying to keep you safe and it has things to say but then it's your job to completely investigate what those things are that it's saying and be like is that absolutely true and remind yourself like if I do make this decision I'm not gonna die I will be fine I'm not gonna die yeah I'll see what the next step is and I'm gonna (laughs) learn something you know Hell yeah. And that's why Gross. it's really helpful to have a coach who can tell you, Woo! hey, man, you got this. You're on the right path. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. Keep going. You're doing great. Um, yeah. Okay, the last one Taylor is. Is a, is a coach. I'm a, She's an amazing coach. I'm a life coach. She, she coaches me, and I, I didn't even. And I didn't even plan on it. And I'm like, listen to you helping me. This is why I've chosen to do it because I do it to everybody. And I just. It's true. And and so I'm like, I might as well fucking get compensated for that shit. It's wonderful. I just feel like I get a little added bonus. Oh, well, uh, thank you for allowing me to practice my craft (laughs) and receiving my guidance because I don't. Yeah. Not here to tell you what to do or or anything at all. Um, because you're a manifester and I would never do that. And if you don't know what that means, <laughs> look up fucking human design. God damn it, human design joke. <laughs> yeah, that manifester energy says no. Inside baseball, we'll get there eventually. We'll talk about human design. I just joined a human design teacher training, and I'm fucking so excited. I saw that post. Yes, yeah. so you're gonna have to talk about it. Yes, as I dive in, thank you so much. I'm um, I'm just I am just thrilled. Um, okay, yes. the last one is you are one with god as you've shed or the universe angels source energy god is just a Mm. word um yeah as you've shed the superficial self where you felt alone and separate you've now connected to the divine there's no religion to bind you just love that connects you you see yourself as an extension of the love and show it to others here hello starseed 5d yeah 5d in conclusion (laughs) 
While it might be interesting and exciting to imagine that star seeds are more evolved than Earth's human beings, the truth is that any of us can expand at any moment. A star seed might have the ancestry that points to expansion, but they may or may not have the intention to pursue their highest self. It's easy to become distracted by the latest spiritual systems or the most charismatic spiritual media stars. It's even easier to want to leave our lives and bodies so that we can transcend the universe and become everything. To truly transcend, we don't have to go anywhere. We can do it from our living rooms. We're built to enjoy our minds and all the fantasies they conjure. We're constructed in such ways that one thought can lead us into heaven while another leads us into hell. When it comes right down to it, as a species, we're not very stable. <laughs> Whether you're starseed, Muslim, Lutheran, Japanese, Aryan, brown, red, tall, fat, wonderful, itchy, angry, or hilarious, your current you is a temporary construct that you continually co-created with your pre-birth guides and the parents and cultures you chose for this life. None of these things are concrete. They are temporary sets of constructs and conditions. Your you is a layer atop a beautiful, powerful, vibrant soul, and you have unlimited potential in any direction. Your soul is not small letters. It's an all-cap you all the time. When we're too distracted by our small yous, we can miss out on our fulfilling a purpose and embodying the universe. Always be careful with the labels you place on yourself. Every label is temporary, only partly true, and only at this moment. Each of these temporary self-identities has limitations and consequences. Try not to hold on to them so tightly. We are in this life because we were called to this life. Live it as you are here in the now. Looking to the stars can be fun, but looking within is where you'll find the gold. Within is your forever home. I just adore Hi. this man. How on the nose yes. is all of that? Ugh. I just, that is some nice, compassionate, all-encompassing, beautiful words there. This I, is, I just love that. This is, this, I feel this. So, like, talk, like, I had chills the whole time. I just love it so much. Yeah. I'm just like, that. yeah. And there's so just And I think that's exactly live. how we should all take that stuff. Yeah. For sure. It's like, you know, <sighs> I think, yeah, anything that makes you your best version of you, take it. Anything yes. that doesn't work for you, get out of it. Get yeah. out of there. Leave it. Got to get out of there. And it's not bad <laughs> and it's not wrong. It's just not for you. And that's fine. Yeah. <sighs> well, I love this. Fun topic. Way I to go, Tay. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for all of your insight and your uh, contributions and reading the books yeah. while listening to the books. Eh? Yeah, it was fun. I, yeah, no, well, I, I've been reading some too. But yeah, no, it's... um. It's fun. It's it was a good good uh, excuse to finally do some research on that. So I appreciate it. <laughs> you got it. I am here to give you the job to do research on weird shit that you might not otherwise spend time on. That's that's why I said yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get weird and fun Woo! and spiritual and wooey. Yeah, and we're gonna do it again in two weeks. That's so right. We'll catch you guys then. Don't forget to tune in. Hell yeah! Subscribe, y'all. We'll yeah. catch you then. Woo. Bye. Bye. The Spiritual Spectrum Podcast is created and hosted by Taylor Whitmer, produced by Elena Music. Send us your connections to the show at spiritualspectrumpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to include you in a future episode. Connect with us on Instagram at spiritual.spectrum.pod. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in two weeks. 